Hello from the Mystery School in Los Angeles. It's Michael Benner. Today is Sunday, September 15 of 2013. It's 10 a.m. here in Los Angeles, 1 o'clock on the East Coast, 17 hours universal. And besides being live by web, telephone, Skype, of course, we're available by replay on demand and podcast a few days down the calendar as well. So however you happen to be listening to us live streaming or podcast, we're happy that you're here. Our topic for the day today, surfing your brainwaves. (laughs) I'm sure everybody has heard of brainwaves. Well, today in this free forum and certainly in the premium program that follows, we're going to explain brainwaves, tell you a little about what they are, and the way they correspond to various states of consciousness or awareness. I think actually it's quite fascinating that there are levels of awareness, different, distinct, uh, we could say discrete ways of looking at the world talents and gifts and and abilities mentally and emotionally and spiritually for that matter that correspond to the frequency that is the rate of vibration or oscillation in the electrical activity of the brain. This has been known for about a hundred years. And I first studied this in the early 1970s, right out of school, found it to be amazing that I could learn to surf my brainwaves, to go through the gearbox, so to speak, that I could, on demand, access a very low brainwave rate with practice and training for falling asleep quickly and easily, for remembering my dreams and even incubating or programming dreams to contain information to help me solve problems, to become profoundly relaxed for pain control at the dentist or accelerated healing, to be better at understanding how to solve problems and make better decisions and Every one of these brainwave states, even the difference between practicing a particular sport and playing a particular sport, calls for a shift in brainwaves. And most people live their entire lives and seem not to have any interest in what brainwaves are. It's not that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. A child could understand it, really, and some do. (laughs) And then with a little bit of practice to learn to, as I say, go through the gearbox or to, given our title of the day, to surf the brainwaves, to allow them to support you and create a particular brainwave state for peak performance given a certain task. So 
That's what we're going to review today. And in the premium training, we'll go into depth. I think I can give you a pretty nice overview in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Again, the premium training that follows at 1030 will go into detail. I'll answer any questions that those who may be on with us live have or respond to any comments. And we also have a program from our archives featuring my business partner, Steve Snyder, and myself with the very same title, Surfing Your Brainwaves, that we recorded about three years ago on the island of Maui in Hawaii, where Steve still lives. As most of you know, I came back to Los Angeles about one year ago, and so we're doing these programs live from the City of Angels in Southern California. Steve is still in Maui. Saw him just a couple of days ago. He's traveling around the United States doing his lecture series. I'm doing mine, and often we work together. I think you really like the program we have for you. So if you're already enrolled, be sure and join us in about 25 minutes or so. And if you've yet to enroll... You've got plenty of time to jump over to our primary website, theagelesswisdom.com. After the W's, there's a dot, and the ageless wisdom, the T-H-E is part of it, the W's dot, theagelesswisdom.com. And just click on webinars and then premium training, and with your bank card, your ATM card, credit or debit, you can sign up in a matter of seconds. The thank you page will have the URL and the passwords that you need, and you'll get an email to confirm it as well. Be sure and hold on to that email, by the way, so if you're unable to listen to the entire program, you can come back and listen to it later with replay on demand, or listen to it a second time or a third time. You can also download the program and Put it on your smartphone, your iPod, or your iPad, whatever MP3 player you'd like to use after the live event. So let's talk about brainwaves. First discovered around the turn of the century, and I don't mean 1999 going into 2000. I'm talking about 1899 <laughs> going into 1900. So about 112 or 13 years ago, brainwaves were first discovered. And scientists only knew at that time that the brain was generating some sort of electrical or you can say electromagnetic activity. That the nervous pulses in the brain had a frequency. And that frequency would change. Whatever else was going on inside the brain, there was a general frequency or vibrational rate. You could say oscillation, vibration, a back and forth reversing of polarities that was very low. For example, if you think of sound, for example, audible sound, the lowest pitches that a human can hear is about 40 cycles per second, all the way up to about 20,000 cycles per second. AM radio is 
usually measured in kilocycles, hundreds or thousands of kilocycles, another factor of three. FM radio and television, broadcast TV is above that. In the VHF and UHF bands, that's megacycles, millions of cycles. But all the way down at the low end, cycles per second, lower than the lowest pitch that a human ear can hear, 40 cycles per second, are brain waves running from a fraction of one cycle per second, let's say 0.2 hertz. Besides being a rental car company, that's named for a scientist that worked with electrical energy and vibration. and So one hertz, often abbreviated HZ, is one cycle or reversal of polarity per second. If you remember trigonometry and the sine wave, it goes up like the bell-shaped curve comes back down, crosses the x-axis, repeats itself in the bottom half, and then comes up again. That's one cycle. So any energy, whether it's sound or electrical energy, ionizing radiation, for that matter, at a very high frequency, all energy vibrates. It oscillates. It reverses its polarities. And the rate at which it does that is called its frequency. So the frequency of brain waves runs from very slow, a fraction of one cycle per second, or one hertz, up through the upper 20s and low 30s, let's say 35 cycles per second. There are some brain waves that go as high as 40 cycles per second, and there's a channel of brain waves called gamma that goes even higher than that. But frankly, very little is known about gamma brain waves. And so I'm not going to talk much about gamma. I will talk about the four channels below gamma, which are beta, alpha, theta, and delta. In fact, let's reverse the order and go from the bottom up as we describe and define these channels. It's just like tuning a radio. The lowest frequencies of brain waves are a fraction of one hertz, a fraction of one cycle per second. We'll say 0.2 hertz, two-tenths of one cycle per second, very slow, up to about three cycles per second. After that, we have theta, which runs from four cycles per second to and through seven cycles per second. I'll come back and describe what each of these means in a minute. Eight cycles per second to 12 cycles per second is the celebrated alpha brainwave level. This corresponds to meditation, contemplation, gentle relaxation is a celebrated state because of the remarkable ability to concentrate, uh, focus your attention, quiet the mind, and calm the emotional nature. This is used by 
sports psychologists and athletes uh, in athletics, I was about to say, but also, of course, martial arts and yoga and accelerated learning as well as physical performance, improved memory. It's an amazing channel, this alpha brainwave level, and we'll come back and talk about it. That's 10 cycles plus or minus 2, basically 8 through 12 cycles per second. Then the vast majority of this spectrum or continuum is beta, which is 12 cycles all the way up to the mid-20s or even into the 30s. When you get into 30 cycles, 35 cycles per second, you're talking about a panic attack, a nervous breakdown, a psychotic break, an epileptic seizure, a veritable brainstorm of furious mental activity, neurons firing like crazy. And these are very high stimulus states and tend to correspond in their upper levels, upper degrees, with being extremely uh, overstimulated and anxious and afraid. These would be the highest levels. So would that mean that the lowest levels, the lowest frequencies, delta, for example, would require deep peace, safety, and relaxation? Indeed. What does it take to go to sleep? The brain has to feel safe. What's the primary cause of insomnia? Why do some people have a difficult time going to sleep? Because they worry. They're anxious and nervous. They're overstimulated and the brain feels confused, which it interprets as danger. And it says, I'm not going to let you go to sleep as long as you've got all of this danger around you. It's a survival mechanism, but of course it's not danger, not really. It's simply overstimulation and confusion. This is an important point. The way in which the brain confuses confusion itself and things unknown or about which we are unaware or, forgive the insulting word, even ignorant the brain is hardwired to confuse that with potential danger. So that uh, if in that confusion there is some danger, it's going to be reacting and responding as if there really were, just in case, kind of a backup plan or a, or a plan B. You never know. And yet, with the lifestyle that so many people lead, they often feel perpetually, day and night, through this state of confusion and overstimulation as if they may be in some sort of danger and it never really gets relieved. I mean, if the danger were clear and present and you either fought or ran, right, fight or flight, and then you survived the danger, well, you'd be huffing and puffing for a minute and then be able to breathe a few sighs of relief and let it all go. But when fight-or-flight response is a reaction, not to any real danger, but simply confusion and overstimulus, it never gets resolved. We create a lifestyle out of it, and 
it leads to all kinds of anxiety-related problems, obsessive, compulsive, even bad health. We call illness dis-ease for a reason. Good health requires us to feel at ease, safe, and relaxed. So these are the four primary channels. Again, gamma sits above beta. These are the high 20s and into the 30s. Uh, Gamma on many charts and graphs even overlaps beta, which is part of what makes it confusing. We really know very little about it. It's only been in the last 20 years or so that it's been graphed and charted, and the research is still ongoing. So for our purposes, it's probably best if we just think about from the top down, beta, that's 12 cycles or above, Alpha, that's where we spend most of, let me break it down for you at this point. That's where we spend most of our waking day, above 12 hertz in the 20s, let's say, 24, 26, 28. This is awake, alert, stimulated, focused out into the world through your physical senses and sensations, dealing with an objective world around you as if life is coming at you and being done to you. This is where we spend virtually all of our waking day, in the beta brainwave level between 12 and as high as the upper 30s or even 40 cycles per second. Again, to summarize, alpha sits just below beta, and this is 8 to 12 cycles per second. This is a more relaxed state. The alpha state is usually brought about by closing your eyes and meditating or contemplating. When your eyes are closed, brain activity is reduced by about 86%, freeing the brain and the mind as well, freeing it up to access higher brain functions, improved memory, more creativity, uh, enhanced insight and understanding, greatly improved intuition, which in and of itself is fascinating. Intuition, not instinct. That's more of an animal herd mentality or like mob violence is an instinct. Um, road rage, the belief you're in danger because somebody gives you the finger on the freeway. Um, Now, intuition is a much more refined form of creative intelligence. The Greeks called it illumination or eureka illumination. It's the coming of light. Maybe, you know, the archetype of the light bulb popping on or it might be the dawning of an idea, or you could be thunderstruck. You could just blow the top of your lid off. But it's like, I'm beginning to see, hold on, I'm starting to get it, and then the light comes. And it's as if you knew the information all along, but somebody turned on a light bulb or a lamp, and now you can see it much more clearly, and you have this aha experience, this illumination experience and that's intuition that's greatly enhanced in the alpha brainwave level so 
whether it's emotional awareness, whether it's mental acuity, whether it's physical prowess, um, especially practice as well as performance, the alpha brainwave state is a peak performance state. All right. We'll talk a little more about that in the premium training. Now, a little more mysterious, below alpha, is the theta brainwave state. This is more of a trance-like state, but it's also associated with the dreams that we have when we're asleep. We sleep in delta, which is the bottom channel. That's a fraction of one cycle up to about three cycles. And when we begin to dream for five or six minutes every 90 minutes or so, brainwave activity increases just slightly from delta to theta, from less than three cycles per second to somewhere between three and seven cycles per second associated with a particular dream we may be having at that time. And of course, commonly REM activity, which is so-called rapid eye movement if you watch it happen, it may occur to you that it's not really all that rapid. It can, it can be a relatively slow movement of the eyeball, but it's called rapid eye movement, REM, and the eyes do roll back and forth. When somebody is in a deep trance, whether hypnotized or meditating or contemplating and very detached from the physical world around them, their eyelids may flutter, their eyes may roll back and forth uncontrollably, even without any awareness of it happening uh, whatsoever. And this, again, is a state in which we can be either conscious or not conscious. In theta, you're clearly unconscious if you're having a dream, unless it's a lucid dream, and that's the definition of a lucid dream, to be aware of the dream while you're having it. Although you can access theta with awareness through meditation or contemplation or deep self-hypnosis. And it's a state that is usually associated with very profound imagery, sometimes called hypnagogic imagery, very vivid imagery, as you might imagine, because again, when we're in most cases, asleep and unconscious, that's when theta tends to occur, and usually while we're dreaming. So deep sleep, delta, below three cycles per second. Theta, four to seven cycles, just above that, where we dream in a trance-like state that can be accessed with awareness, but it's very profound and very detached from our physical senses and sensations. Usually it takes a lot of practice for a meditator or contemplator to go that deep. The much more common and well-known alpha level, just above that, which is on the order of 8 to 12 cycles per second, 10 cycles, plus or minus a couple. This is mild relaxation and is marked basically by uh, obvious ability to easily focus your attention, to concentrate without your mind jumping around 
you're not nearly as easily distracted in the alpha brainwave level as when you're in the normal wide awake level, which is beta 12 cycles all the way up into the upper 20s and even low 30s. And then the mid to upper 30s, as I say, is panic attack or extreme danger, uh, a real freak out, right? a psychotic break, super overstimulation, screaming and running, that kind of thing. Now, in the premium training, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about how you get into these various levels, how you go through the gearbox, how you know which is the best level, the most appropriate level for you to be in, to do your best at a particular kind of a task, and show you exactly how to know which level you're in at any given time. And then we'll also play from our archives, a program first recorded about 2009, I think. It was probably maybe 2010 on Maui with the same title as what we're doing here today, Surfing Your Brain, featuring both Steve Snyder and myself. So join us for that if you can. It's available in replay as well. Not until the next newsletter comes out with that program change. So if Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you want to subscribe, that program will pop up. And uh, again, for those of you in Southern California today, the 15th of September is a seminar day in La Crescenta. We'll be up there at 1 o'clock this afternoon doing a presentation on fearless wisdom. Come and find out how to manage fear, how to be fearless, and access the wisdom that's available in a fearless state of mind. Fearless wisdom, our topic in the public seminar today, Sunday, September 15, from 1 till 3, at Body and Soul in La Crescenta. Just go to our website, theagelesswisdom.com, and click on Public Appearances and Seminars for the latest flyer. Thanks a lot for being here today. We'll talk to you later. Be gentle, love life, take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from L.A.